All right, I don't know if you heard about this, but in a letter dated on Tuesday, it was obtained by Global News, over a dozen prominent Canadians, including former Federal Justice Minister Alan Rock, former Foreign Affairs Minister Lloyd Axworthy, past NDP leader Ed Broadbent, John Turner, Brian Mulroney, They've all signed their names to this letter. They're calling on the prime minister to secure the release of the two detained Canadians, the two Michaels, by extending extradition or by ending rather the extradition of um, that Huawei executive to the United States. The letter, um, the group cites a a recent legal opinion, which was by um, lawyer Greenspan. It says basically they that they could do this. It, It is doable. And this would be um, the way to go so that we don't uh, upset our relationship with China. And we also ensure that there are not going to be more Canadians that are taken captive. You know, the Michaels have formerly been charged with espionage and they face life imprisonment. They're also in deplorable conditions. They're not allowed to see uh, anyone and they're kept 24-7 in a lighted uh, jail cell. Welcome to the show to talk about this and give us more perspective on it. Uh, Paul Evans, he's a professor of Asia-Pacific Security at UBC. Welcome to the show, Paul. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for having me, Kelly. So what message does this send out to, firstly, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau? Well, this is a group of uh, heavyweights, the the letter by the 20, uh, uh, nonpartisan, and it uh, signals that Uh, There's a substantial argument to be made for revisiting Madame Mung's case. Uh, And for Justin Trudeau um, and the Liberals uh, and the the Prime Minister's office that has painted this issue as a matter of rule of law and judicial independence, the fundamentals of the letter is that by the terms of our legislation uh, uh, around extradition, that the uh, minister could intervene at any time, uh, and that it is not an independent in matter of an independent court. And that legal opinion beneath and behind that letter has really opened the question, not just could the minister intervene on the Hmong case and um, uh, send her back to China, but should the minister do that? And that's where this letter from some pretty thoughtful people and informed people are really putting the Prime Minister in a hot spot because they're claiming this is not a rule of law issue as has been framed by the government so far, but a matter of international politics. Right. This is essentially, if Trudeau did that and sent uh, Meng back to China, it's it's basically a prisoner swap for the two Michaels, isn't it? Well, I mean, it, in, in, in some ways, that would be true. Um, it's not exactly what we had during the, the Cold War with the Russians, where you'd meet halfway across a bridge, uh, and uh, a prisoner would go one way and a prisoner would go the other way. It's a little bit more subtle situation, but fundamentally the argument is until Hmong is out of Canada, we can't solve the two Michaels problem, and further... We can't form the 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 hard. We we can't take some of the hard moves. We need to to respond to China when our two guys are in such a vulnerable position. So it's it, a uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting kind of approach to the problem. Can you speak to the timing here? Because um, a lot of people felt that Meng was going to it would the court would rule in her favor um, the last time she appeared 
before court in BC, and it didn't really go in her favor. And then we found that, you know, the Michaels had not been formally charged, but last week they were formally charged. They were being held under suspicions of stealing state secrets. And then last week uh, they were formally charged with espionage, and now they are going to be uh, going to trial, a formal trial, could be spending the rest of their life in prison in China, which is uh, heartbreaking for the families who have just been waiting so long for the government to do something about getting these guys home. Can you speak to the timing of that? And if you think it relates to um, the the latest development in Meng's trial out in B.C. and also um, what this message uh, 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 would say to China, what what they're, the message that the um, major leaders are proposing here with this letter? Well, I think you're right about the timing. And the, the key to this was the ruling here in Vancouver three weeks ago by Justice Holmes, that at least in the first round of Madam Mung's case, there wasn't going to be a, a get-out-of-jail um, uh, pass immediately, that it was very clear that this is going to be many, many months uh, and in process probably years for the Mung trial to, uh, uh, Mung hearings to play through. Um, and uh, I think that awakened in people the, the nature of the humanitarian tragedy that's going on here. Mung is one part of it, but the other was the two Michaels, and that they're going to be, their lives uh, are, are going to be on hold for a very long time if, <clears throat> if we don't find a way to unlock the problem. And the, the, the concept is unlock the problem, not by um, the, the letters as unlock the problem, by getting the Mung factor out of the equation, then we can deal directly with the two Michaels issue uh, and hope that uh, uh, that they will be released. The message to China uh, in this is that we understand the rule of law on both sides, but that this is fundamentally an issue of diplomacy and hard realpolitik, uh, and that we do not like what China has done. It's been an outrage. It's deplorable. Uh, but that we have to get past this particular incident so we can start confronting many other hard issues we have between our two countries. So this is about um, relationships at the end of the day. Now, the group who sent the letter and signed their name to the letter say that it understands that they're putting the prime minister in a difficult position because the U.S.'s extradition request uh, put Canada uh, in a difficult position. But if they end it and send Meng back to China they risk upsetting the relationship between our biggest ally, our closest ally, our friend and neighbor to the South. Um, how risky is this when you're talking about Trump being the president of the United States? And this, he will look at this as a slight. I don't think there's any way around it uh, because he doesn't like Justin Trudeau. We heard that from John Bolton, just outlined it again in his book this week. Kelly, it's just so difficult to either understand what is going on in Washington uh, or to predict what responses would be. I think there would be a real blowback uh, from the perspective of the extradition treaty, the Department of Justice interest in this. But one of the things that has changed in recent months is the American uh, <clears throat> on-again, off-again Cold War with China and how, a, how resolving the Hmong case um, uh, might play through in Washington is somewhat unpredictable. 
yeah, there could be blowback. We're caught in a very difficult position. When we talk about hostage diplomacy, curiously, we're in the middle of it with the Chinese, but we also are with the Americans. Their use of the extradition treaty in this context is something that should be really alarming to Canadians. Uh, the <clears throat> the initial desire to grab Madame Meng for uh, fraud and sanctions violations. It's the Americans uh, who put us in a, in, a, in a real predicament. And all of the signatories to that letter are aware there could be some blowback on this, but they feel they, uh, uh, it's a necessity for Canada to move forward uh, in relations with China and avoiding being a pawn in that American war with China. I understand that Trudeau said he doesn't want to swap Meng for the Michaels because he doesn't want to put more Canadians at risk. Uh, give people ideas about grabbing Canadians in order to, you know, get what they want from us at the end of the day. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Does he have a point? It, yeah, I, I think everyone is, were, is, is deeply angry and also very worried uh, about this form of Chinese diplomacy. They have not just used it against Canada in this case. They used it against two Canadians earlier, uh, two missionaries. There are more than 10 countries that are in situations that are roughly similar. So this is a deplorable Chinese instrument. Um, but it is one of the instruments they use to coerce. It's part of, the, at this stage, the terrain. We all can put pressure and condemn China for this and hope they uh, find ways of expressing their views in a better way in future. But for the moment, it's the reality of living and working with China. Is it, is it going to open the door to more? Unlikely, in the course of our relationship in most countries, the Chinese don't do this often. But when they do it, it is nasty, and they are very, very hard-nosed about it. They've, they've got two innocent guys in a, in a prison to send signals to Canada. They still use that as an instrument. I doubt it would be used frequently. The cost of this for all of us is too high. But it is unfortunately a tool they are not yet ready to abandon. Well, Paul, we've reached out, Global News has reached out to the Prime Minister's office for comment on the letter, and we've gotten uh, crickets, but we'll continue to follow the story and follow it closely because uh, it does have uh, far-reaching implications for our relationship with many global partners. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your insight into this. I, I really appreciate that we had a chance to talk again. We were just talking uh, to uh, Mr. Evans at the top of the hour, Paul Evans, about this letter that prominent Canadians put their signature on Brian Mulroney being one of them. And it's asking Trudeau to release Meng. Yeah, it might be at risk of the relationship south of the border, but we have to do something to repair a relationship with China and get back those two Michaels today. Trudeau was asked about the letter. I said, we hadn't had a response yet, just crickets, but he's there. He's in front of the camera. He's in the hot seat and he had to respond to the question. Here's our prime minister. The bigger question is whether or not we want China or other countries to get the message that all they have to do to get leverage over the Canadian government is randomly arrest a couple of Canadians. That not only puts Canadians in difficulty now, but puts them in difficulty and in danger in the coming years. We need to continue to be absolutely crystal clear 
that Canada has an independent judiciary and those processes will unfold independently of any political pressure, including by foreign governments. We deplore what China did in arbitrarily detaining the two Michaels, in directly linking those arrests which came a few days after uh, the arrest on an extradition treaty of Meng Wanzhou to each other. And we will continue to remain steadfast and strong and say very clearly in our actions and in our words that randomly arresting Canadians doesn't give you leverage over the government of Canada anywhere in the world. They're doomed. Yeah, I, I, I feel for the Michaels in this situation, but I do appreciate Trudeau taking a hard line against negotiating with 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 a, a state that would take people hostage like that, you know, that without a real legal argument and only creating the legal argument after we made the legal argument against uh, the Huawei executive. And well, it's unfortunate because we're doing this on behalf of the United States. And this is sort of a proxy situation. But he's got a point because pre pandemic, you just <laughs> think about how much we were flying. I don't know what's going to happen post pandemic. Uh, or during this pandemic, how many people will be, as we start to ease restrictions, be able to travel again? But pre-pandemic, you think about the foreign countries you were in, and some of them, because we're getting more um, adventurous globally, right? Like we're going yeah. to more risky locations. Now we got 10 minutes left, and I think judging by uh, emails from people like George who said, Kelly, I, I never thought I'd agree with Trudeau, but I do. And John saying... Um, wow, it's tough for me to state, but I actually agree with them. I want to play what Trudeau said in response to that letter that was, you know, at the top of the hour, we talked to Paul Evans, who's an expert in um, Asia security. And he basically said to me uh, that they have a tough decision to make. You know, there's a lot of different relationships at play here. The relationship with China, the relationship with the United States. I asked him about this letter where Brian Mulroney is one of the prominent Canadians that signed it and said, basically, we have an out here, Trudeau, take it, send Meng back to China. This is the Huawei executive, and then we'll get the two, two Michaels back. And he does not want to trade Meng for the Michaels. Do you agree with Trudeau? This is based on a response to a, a letter that prominent Canadians sent to uh, Trudeau saying that we can get out of this um, Meng uh, situation. We can get our two Michaels back. Over a dozen prominent Canadians signed this letter, 416-870-6400, and they cite a legal opinion by a uh, Toronto lawyer who is well-versed in extradition proceedings, Brian Greenspan. You've heard of him before. Uh, these are people like Alan Rock, who is the former federal justice minister, former foreign, affa foreign affairs minister, Lloyd Axworthy, uh, past NDP leader Ed Broadbent, John Turner, as I mentioned, Brian Mulroney, all calling on the prime minister to secure the release of the Michaels by ending extradition of Meng Wanzhou and sending her back to China, hoping to get the um, Canadians back as soon as possible. I mean, these guys are now facing charges. They were not formally charged. They were held on suspicion all this time, but now they're charged. So I want to see where you sit on this. 416-870-6400. As we wrap up the show, it'd be nice to hear your take. Uh, I, as Chris gets to your phone calls, I just want to read a, a couple of emails. One from James S. said, what a group of trees and this little snakes. 
not mince in words. I hope each is investigated for conflicts of interest at the very least, pushing China's agenda for profit. What a sick joke. Just like the liberal op-ed BS during the JWR debacle. What happens next time we have a conflict with China? Pay the ransom again? A question mark. Justin uh, said, Chris almost said it, to send the message that we don't negotiate with terrorists. That term seems seems fine here. I think I actually ended up saying that. Um, so you think it applies, do you? Somebody else uh, by the name of John emailed Kelly at 640toronto.com and said, you know, it's tough for me to state, but I agree with him. There's no way we should play patsy to that regime. Sacrifice two for the betterment of millions. That's what sacrifice is about. Think about that when you buy things or look to travel to and from that country. Let's go to Ramsey. Ramsey, welcome to the show. Hi, uh, good day to you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Our prime minister really is in a tough spot, but I uh, I have to uh, say he's absolutely correct. Um, I feel badly for their families. I feel badly oh. for those two gentlemen. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But the fact is the spotlight should be shone in the other direction on what the Chinese government. I've got a lot of great friends uh, that have come from that uh, great culture. This doesn't reflect them, but that government is absolutely horrible. And it- All right, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to move on to Tom. Tom, your thoughts on what the Prime Minister just said? Well, I just said to your man, the dear gentleman there, I am yeah, not Chris- a liberal, but why has it taken the Prime Minister 500 days to bloody well say what he should have said 500 damn days ago? I mean, it, what, it, it, is this strict, strictly politicking now? All right. Good point. It's interesting uh, to bring that up. Why did it take you so long? But clearly in agreement. Hey, Jennifer, you think that he should stop trading with China. We need to get even tougher. Yeah, I, I think what China is doing is disgusting. And I think he should stop trading with them. But I think he should bring these two people home, then close the border to the Chinese and start kidnapping their diplomats. Well, oh, well, wait, yeah, well, wow, that's making us no better than they are. No, 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 no. We don't want to run down that road. Jennifer, and the problem is we can't bring them home. They're not going to release them. This was just a way to bring them home by convincing the Chinese, showing goodwill by saying, okay, we're going to end this extradition to the states. And that's uh, based on a, a legal argument that was put together by extradition lawyer here in Toronto, Brian Greenspan. 